This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today, I bring you the first in a two-part series diving deep into a question you might not have ever thought about before. What is an albino rhino? Over the next two episodes, we're going to discuss what an albino rhino is and learn a little bit more about what makes that rhino tick. So hang loose. It's going to be a great episode today and then in the next episode to complete the interview. So this is Intentional Disruption Podcast with a special guest. I believe we'll call you special. I'm, I'm um, pretty special. <laughs> uh, an old friend of mine, Chris Corbett, uh, played football together back in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. It's long. Mid to late 90s. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it late 90s for <laughs> selfish reasons. Um, and Chris... I, as we talked about before we got started, the reason I wanted to bring you on was just to talk about your story, your transformation. Uh, we, obviously, way back in the day, you know, a little bit uh, bigger, and we talked about some of the struggles that you've had with that, and then just the absolute beast that you've transformed yourself into over the last, what is it, year and a half, two years that uh, I've noticed? So, yeah, I mean, kind of like this th- last three years have been really me focusing on being a beast i'm not a beast i'm just yeah. I'm, I'm a i've pushed myself a little bit farther than what say the normal guy would you know yeah i i don't i go beast mode but i, I don't consider myself a beast because in, in you know as far as the gym we're talking if we're talking about the gym then you know i'm just another guy there i put up some big numbers some good numbers but nothing i don't think is too beastly okay. so i'm humbled in the sense that when people say you know you're a beast and all that other stuff. It, it, it is a little humbling, but, you know, the numbers that I have are they're pretty good, but they're not beast, beast numbers, you know what I mean? So, um, Yeah, some we were talking earlier about what I used to be able to lift, so comparatively, I, w- I will still give you credit yeah, for um, top of all that. And, you know, it just ties in with the name of the podcast, Intentional Disruption, right. where we take a deep look at what's not working in our lives and purposefully make that shift right. where we decide it's not working. And instead of sulking and going to the bad habits, sedation, we really work to get to that next level. You know, as we talked about yeah. being, you know, kids from the gaming age, yeah. you know, we want to level up. We want, yep. we want that big mushroom so we can about. become big Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess the easy way to start is where were you when you said three years ago really started to make the change who was chris three years ago and what was it about him that made you want to go down the path that you're on so i mean you really got to it's got to go back to 2013 if, if you really want to know how i got to this as far as you know the beast or whatever um i, I actually Let's, let's refer to it more as the the rhino because I got yep. this nickname um, from a good buddy of mine, uh, Angelo Gutierrez. We were salesmen, and you know when I when back in the day when I, when I was selling cars, I was 364 pounds, and you know when they would mess with me, I'd just push them out of the way. And you know, and Angelo gave me this this nickname. He called me. He said, "You're mean and nasty, like an albino rhino," and it just <laughs> stuck. So you know that was back in. Pff, 
2009 or 2008. And um, back in 2013, my wife and I, we had moved from one of our old places where it was, you know, it was just a bad situation where we were. Mm-hmm. We, we got out of it. And one of the first things that she found was um, she wanted to lose weight. We both wanted to lose weight. I was 364 pounds. I can't remember what my wife was. I think she was like 150 or something like that. She just wanted to, she wanted to trim off some fat. And I, I needed to definitely trim off some fat. Yeah. And um, we did this program called MetaFast. And it, it was basically putting yourself in a, in a, in a ketosis state. And mm-hmm. I my body took, took to it really fast. I dropped like 80 pounds in three months. So when I did that, I, I looked sickly. Everybody looked at me and like you all right like is there something wrong with you because you're losing weight too fast i mean you know um, my my face was sunken in so i knew that you know i needed to do something different and i took to lifting getting back in the gym um i started watching videos on you know how to work out because you know back in the day when we were kids when we were working out in that gym (laughs) we had no structure we were just kind of doing whatever we could do the most of and and bro watch this leg press right watch this leg press and (laughs) i might die on this 225 right now on this chest but you know that's what we did so you know i really wanted to learn how lifting was and i went i took to youtube and i found a couple people on youtube uh rich piano who was a big bodybuilder he passed away uh, a couple of years ago, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, obviously, yep. uh, PJ Braun, who was from, he's from New Fairfield. Okay. He's our age. Um, he ended up, he started a, a company, um, back in the late two thousands and he had put out a whole bunch of training videos. So I started watching his videos and how to train and how to do that. And I, I learned the fun, I learned the fundamentals of, um, of training and, I like the fundamentals of anything. So if you're going to learn something, you should know how the the foundation is started and all that. So um, if you don't know what you're doing, how to get there, you're never you're never going to get there. So if you don't yeah. know the basic steps of how to do something and the basic steps to, to you know lifting weights is bench, deadlift, and uh, squat. That's what you got to learn. And the same thing with selling cars. I mean, you don't you don't go up to a customer on the lot with a purchase order trying to sell them, write them up. You can't. That's not how you're gonna sell a car. You're never gonna sell a car that way. No. So you got to go through all the steps. Um, and I would, you know, me taking that that approach to training and, and learning got me into you know losing a lot of weight, then putting on a bunch of weight, and then you know getting really really strong, comparatively speaking to what I was. Yep. And, um, you know, you fast forward to now and, you know, I was 364 pounds at my heaviest. I dropped down to 244 pounds and then I started getting into powerlifting. And with powerlifting, I got into, you know, I got up to 290, but I was able to bench press 425. I squatted 515 and I almost had a 600 pound deadlift i got it up to my knee but my whole setup was wrong so i can't say i have a 600 pound deadlift but i have a 585 pound deadlift you know i'm proud of those numbers and you know had i taken it seriously when i was mid 20s or even like the early 20s i probably could have been a beast but you know taking on it at mid 30s and trying to you know go after these numbers and and you know you really got to make sure that you don't you don't mess yourself up because you just get hurt. 
you know. So that's yeah, how I got to there. And it's crazy to me just to some of what you just talked about. It ties in with the coaching that I do. Yeah, I tell people, you know, when we actually mentioned, if you go into something with the same mind that got you there, you're not going to get out. Right. And in this case, the digital age, you're able to do some coaching. And that's how I got started down this path because different thing, like I realized that my mindset wasn't right, you know, after getting out of the Marine Corps and then never mind getting divorced. Yep. Like all these things, like just in a negative spot. Yep. And what I started to do was like Tony Robbins videos, yeah. Brian Tracy events. Uh, Love Tony Robbins. Yeah. He's he, good. He, yeah. And some of the biohacking stuff that they're doing, like it's, yeah. Like I'm really excited to learn about like some of the uh, stem cell injection technology, stuff like that to help That's rebuild joints. Stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were talking about, especially with my back, my elbow, my yeah. shoulder, like, Sign, sign me up. My shoulder's like, destroyed. Yeah. Destroyed. I, I, I can't wait to uh, get into some of yeah. that stuff. Um, but then I end up getting a coach or in your field be a trainer, somebody, you know, since you're wearing the shirt, like a brand rep, somebody that knows more about what you're doing, how to do it safely. Right. Because time under tension, working with an expert cuts down the time needed to understand and become an expert at something. Right. And, you know, people go to the gym, they make their resolutions. Oh, I'm going to get back in shape. And it doesn't work because they're, the thing that they're missing, like, you know, a little life hack for everybody. If you said New Year's resolution, it's not going to work. It's not. not because work. it's arbitrary. Right. You so, got next year to do it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, if I don't get it, I'll, I'll get it next. I mean, you see it at the right. gym, like, yeah. up until March, Valentine's Day. March no. 3rd, you guys wash out. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> Which is good for us, by the way, so thank you for... for yeah. Leaving. We'll see you next year. I mean, God, I've got a Bowflex and a spin bike in my house. Yep. And I don't yeah. use it that often. I have a treadmill that I try to use. I dust it off a couple times a week, so... Yeah, but uh, literally dust in my case. <laughs> it's, um... You know, for, as far as the gym and everything for me, it, it opened up a whole bunch of different avenues. As far as you know, I would have never gotten to any of this stuff and social media and, and doing any of that because I was such a recluse because of you know how I was brought up, how I was raised, and um, I didn't have a lot of self worth with myself when I was younger. And then going through my 20s, I tried to figure out how to self medicate and bury that feeling, mm-hmm. and um. It, uh, it ended up being pretty volatile. And, and I mean, I didn't, luckily, I didn't end up in this, like, permanently in the system. But I did go to jail for, for a little little bit. Nothing too crazy. But, you know, it definitely woke me up. Because I was just doing dumb shit, you know. And um, if I had something like fitness, it would have definitely kept me off of that wrong path. You yeah. Because you can't, like, when, when, when you work out and... and you put your body into um, eating the right way and killing yourself that when you do go off the rails, it hurts. You know what I mean? It, 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 I don't care how old you are. It hurts. You know? Yeah. I had a Kit Kat today and I feel like garbage. Yeah, my coach would fucking kill me if I ate a Kit Kat. <laughs> it, it, it's the first time in two weeks I've had candy of yeah. any sort. And yeah. I was like, ah. 
It's, and like I ate it, I was just like, my, I could feel my body. It's not, yeah, your body doesn't want not, that. No. It doesn't want that stuff. No. It really doesn't. Um, you know, I ended up hooking up with Blackstone Labs um, three years ago. About three years ago, they started a le- uh, their, their Legion program. And I was one of the, f- one of the first few uh, to, to start with it. And basically become like, you know not an ambassador so to say but you're part of their legion and Mm -hmm. you know not everybody can get in and um there's certain criteria you need them to to meet to to be on the legion but it's for for me it's it's a whole different family you know there's i've met my my coach that i have um that i have now she's she's a, a blackstone athlete you know pj has actually become a friend and um you know he's he's sent me so much information and hooked me up with all kinds of stuff and given me like little opportunities to do things for for blackstone which is just for me it's just it's fun so you know shout out to pj yeah <laughs> we should mention um something that's great is your wife's you know helping you along this path obviously helping with meal preps yeah stuff like my that. wife she you know not only does she help with my meal preps she uh she's always buying you know she's out there I work a crazy schedule. My wife works a crazy schedule as well. And, you know, I don't know how I would eat anything or be dressed in appropriate attire if it wasn't for her because, you know, she, she, I don't know how she does all of it, but she does it all. You know, she, she cooks the food, she prepares the food, she, she takes care of our daughter, you know, who's a handful. And, you know, I'm not home most of the time. I leave the house at five. 30 in the morning i don't come home usually till about 8 30 maybe nine o'clock which is when we're recording this which is which is now and i had to sneak out early so (laughs) um so i'm 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 really blessed and i'll be out like one of the things that i always look in and i I look back and sometimes i just stand outside and i'll look at at what i have and stuff and it's nothing crazy you know this Mm -hmm. isn't anything crazy it's just normal and that's all i ever wanted as a kid was to be normal you know when we were in high school, you may not have known this, but I was homeless a lot through high school. I was living in and out of a car, living at a hotels, and eventually, the middle of the sophomore year, I had to drop out because I just couldn't go to school because I, I couldn't take a shower. And yeah. I had to make that decision, and I just, you know, I made the decision of dropping out, moving in with a buddy, and going to work. And, you know, when I, was, when I, when I made that decision, a lot of people told me that I wasn't going to be anything. You know, and, and, you know, I kind of left my dad. I kind of left, I left everybody. And, you know, all I ever wanted, there was times I remember, you know, as a kid crying that I just want to have a normal life. God, just give me a normal life. Just that's all I want is a normal life. And, you know, um, I got it. You know, and it feels really good, but it took forever to get it. You 20, know? 20 years. 20 plus years to work and chip at it. Every, you know, and you, you look, you you. You fall down, you scrape your knee, you, you get back up, you get punched in the mouth, you, you know, you get a black eye, and you just got to keep moving, you know, and you never, I never let anything really take me over and just drown me, and I was really, really lucky that my wife was there for a lot of that time. I met yeah. my wife when we were just about 21 years old, and, you know, we had a lot of fun through our 20s, but we went through a lot of hell, and she was there by my side the whole time, so, you know... I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't definitely if if she, if she wasn't in my life. You know, she kept me 
she kept me straight and narrow in some some certain some circumstances where I could have definitely gone down another another road. So there's a couple things. One, it seems um, if you want, like with my practice, uh, we talk about a four dimensional lifestyle, yep. and it's harmony in your body, your being, spirituality, however you see that. Yep. Like doesn't have to be a church. Like I'm very connected to nature. We were talking about that. Yep. Um, your balance, which is your wife, kids, family, and then your business, somewhat obvious, you know, yep. productivity. Yep. And it's funny how much, like in both of our cases, um, like I came through split custody and like when we were friends, like I'd take a different bus on different halves of the week. Right. Like, the first half of the week, I was on Bombforth Avenue getting on that bus with that group. Yeah. And then the second half of the week, I was on the other bus with, like, Priscilla, Jamal, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I haven't heard their names in a minute. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was complete, like, just that fragmentation. It's like, wh- where do I belong? Right. Like, what am I right. doing? I never and, had that. So yeah. that's, like, I didn't, I didn't have that. Yeah. It's, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I never, never had... Like, I never felt like I belonged anywhere. I didn't, you know, I felt out of place in class, man. Like, you know, because I always looked at everybody that they had, they, you know, they had, they had nice stuff. The only time I felt okay was when I was on the football field. And that was it. Because then everybody was in the same shit. You know yep. what I mean? We all wore the same thing. We're all doing the same thing. We're all getting dirty. We're all going home. That's all it was. But I would, I remember vividly sitting and waiting, dude, until 7, 8 o'clock at night when my dad would come by and pick me up from, from practice. And I'd sit on those freaking stairs. Yep. I would sit on those stairs and just wait. But I loved football. It was a lot of fun. You know, yeah, when my was, dad decided he was going to come pick me up, he came pick me up. Yeah, we did okay that year. Uh, I feel like Al Bundy talking about now. Ten and now. I feel I feel like Al Bundy talking about Hatters. that. <laughs> I don't care. I tell them all the time. <laughs> I tell them all the time. I got my picture upstairs. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I was used to, and it's it's funny how perspective changes things because. I used to gripe and complain because I had to walk back to, like, either down back to Bonforth over Because yeah. my parents just weren't picking me up. Right, right. So it's like, you've got whatever gear from football. You're, I had, oh my God, I had, you know, you talk about people having nice things. I had these beat pony cleats. Yeah. I think were soccer yeah, cleats. Yeah, I had some beat up. I, like, yeah. everyone else is, like, in their Reeboks yeah, and, like, yeah, the fresh yeah. Nike Airs. And I'm yeah. like, no. No, we were, no. we were, yeah, that was me. I mean, making a cut. You know, as a four back in low cut pony soccer cleats, <laughs> bro, that took confidence. Black and bri bri more, six two, three hundred pounds, yeah. when you're five seven, one thirty five, yeah. that's a chore. So that concludes part one of my episode with Chris Corbett, the albino rhino. Stay tuned for the next episode on Monday so that you can get to know the rest of Chris's story and start to gain some valuable insights from his struggles so that you can live your best life. If you found value in this episode, please go on your app, leave a review, give me a rating. A little secret, I don't really care if it's a one star, a five star, I don't care if you think that it's awesome or you thought it was terrible. That feedback helps me develop and be able to get this message out to more people. So again, I appreciate it 
and we'll see you in the next episode.